are listening to Kayo Conversations, a podcast about anything and everything that matters to Kayo Megas. Harrington, CEO for Kayamega, and with us today is Sonal Patel Cochran. She's a 2002 initiate of Psi Gamma chapter at Mercer University. And after graduation, Sonal began working as a clothing buyer and stylist. She then found her passion as an interior designer and eventually created her own brand, Tribe, focusing on design that honors a variety of world traditions. Her brand is based in Atlanta, where she lives with her husband, Russ, and her two children, Mira and Zane. Sister Sonal, we are so honored to have you with us today. Thank you for making time to be with us. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here, and it's it's an honor. You are all such a part of such an impressive sisterhood, so thank you. Well, you're a part of it, too, and let's start <laughs> with that. Let's start with your Chi Omega experience. When you attended Mercer, what made you interested in joining a sorority? And specifically, what drew you to Chi Omega? Absolutely. Um, it was really the rush process that got me hooked because honestly, I didn't know much about sororities. You know, my mm-hmm. parents didn't go to American colleges, so I didn't have that history to draw on. And my knowledge of the Greek system was very stereotypical, like, TV movie kind of stuff. So, but then being on campus, not knowing anyone, I, you know, decided to go with the flow. My dorm mates were so excited about it. Um, So I jumped in and the moment that I entered the Kayo house, it just, it felt right. I'm the kind of person that's like, you go with your gut kind of girl. And I felt like I could be myself. Um, I saw diversity, which was so important for me because that was not always present in the small town that I grew up in. Um, So yeah, it just, it just felt like home immediately. Well, I have heard many a Chi Omega say that same exact thing. You know, it felt like home. <laughs> it felt like a warm fuzzy or I could finally exhale. You know, that's how a lot of people describe it. And it sounds like you felt the same way. Definitely. What would you say is your favorite Chi Omega memory from your time at Saigama chapter? Um, of course, I have so many. Probably one of the favorite things I did was um, the year that I was GM. Um, I had never really had a leadership role like that before, and so it was so much fun to work with the new members and watch them fall in love with the sisterhood, and I got to tap into my creative side, which is a huge part of what I do now, but back then it really wasn't, so that was kind of the beginning of me kind of learning more about myself, um, which is, you know, always a good thing, so I really loved being able to um, start those relationships. And you really got to also know a whole different side of the sisterhood because, you know, it's working with all those girls that are outside of your specific class and different things like that. So it was, it was just a great way to expand on my relationship with everybody. Well, we always say that in Chi Omega, you know, your, your sisters kind of show you or help you to realize what can be possible for you. And it, it sounds like they notice something in you that maybe you didn't even notice in yourself. Oh, yeah, I definitely think so. And I mean, I can talk more about that later, but I really think it it really made my college experience and really kind of changed what I think I would end up doing going forward. Well, tell us about that. Tell us about the essence of your brand tribe and and mm-hmm. what drives your work in tribe every day? Um, a lot of different things. Well, one of the main ways I, I connect with my heritage, my Indian American heritage is 
the way color and craft is so present in every part of life. And a lot of my inspiration draws from the incredible textile history of the tribal regions surrounding the area where my family comes from. So mm -hmm. being able to travel and see the roots of designs and objects that are you know, also mass produced right now is, is really eye-opening. And mm -hmm. I wanted to be a small part of showing how um, traditional art can really still be modern in an everyday setting and we can still you know, bring it out from the cultures where all of those processes originate. Just going more into how tribes started, I, I had personally sourced things for my own home and for design clients from people I had met while traveling, mostly internationally. And when COVID hit, there were a lot of indigenous communities that 100% had relied on tourism to be able to produce their traditional crafts, um, you know, and be able to operate their lifestyle from that. And so they were hit really hard, right? When tourists aren't coming, oh, so God. they really lost that source of income. Um, and I had really made friends with those people. So Tribe ended up being born as a retail business out of partnering with them to create product that I could sell here and try to bring back some of that sustainable income. And um, I have so many incredible partners now. It's really, really fun being able to design and work directly with them um, on their timeline um, at a pace that they like and at a fair price that they have a say in. Um, it, it's really great to make things that are beautiful to look at and also have, have some meaning behind them, so. Well, absolutely. I'd love even to hear a story or two about the artisans that you work with. And, and you know, you talked a little bit about why you feel so compelled to, to take their products global, but go into that a little bit more. I wanna mm -hmm. hear about them as people, their story. Absolutely. Well, there's so many different ones. We Right now we work with people in Mexico, Colombia, Guatemala, Morocco, um, Uganda, Rwanda, all over India. I'm sure I've missed somewhere. We Fortunately, business has been going well, so we've certainly expanded all of the things that we do, and it's all from places that fortunately I've been able to go. Um, and a, uh, an example I love is um, for several years, my sister and her family moved um, down to the south of Mexico, very close to the Guatemala border. Um, they lived there for a couple of years. We had the opportunity to go visit them several times. And my sister also is very passionate about, you know, um, community textiles, you know, supporting those types of crafts. And so when I was down there, we wandered through the markets, you know, just in awe of all of the wonderful things that were being produced. We got to know the people making them and um, were able to make friendships with them and just talk to them about their process, um, you know, why they like to make different things and why it's important, you know, for them culturally and why um, they continue to make these things in hopes that, you know, the process doesn't have to stop because a better way you know, I guess to be able to provide for your family is maybe a more traditional type of job or things like that. But I definitely believe that there is a customer out there that appreciates these things. And we definitely don't want those um, talents and those artists to like sacrifice the things that they make to be able to, you know, to do something else. So anyway, um, it's really just through networking and making friends, you know, people that genuinely love to make their traditional crafts, they're proud of them. They want people to know about their heritage and their culture, you know, beyond just food or language, just that, you know, all of the wonderful things that come from things that we see every day and, you know, patterns and colors and 
decorative things that we take for granted. There's, you know, a story behind them. There's a reason why there's birds on something or patterns that are, you know, zigzagged or, or different things like that. So it's, it's fun to learn from those people. And they're so generous with allowing us to work with them to create product that we think will be uh, popular, you know, in the United States, because everybody obviously has different tastes all over the world. So it's not always easy to make things unless you know the market. So that's a way for, you know, to take their product global is to try to find ways for them to reach the different types of customers by working with them to kind of develop new things to be able to expand their business and support their families in a way that they feel good about. Well, that's an interesting business problem to have to not really be able to remember all the countries that you work with <laughs> when you are trying to list them out. I think that's a wonderful problem. Uh, how does that work with communication? Uh, are you guys multilingual? How do you communicate? Um, yes. So, well, um, it's, it's interesting because I definitely have help and um, we are very fortunate that so many be people outside of this country do speak English. Um, I do speak yeah. French and also Gujarati, which is a native language the region of India that my family comes from, um, but it's okay. only spoken in that area. So it doesn't really help me when I leave <laughs> that area. Um, but French okay. is very useful in parts of Africa and absolutely in Morocco. Hmm. So that has been wonderful. Um, and my sister is completely fluent in Spanish, especially living down in that part of the world as well. So I have help with that. Um, but again, like I said, I, it's, it's very fortunate that so many people also speak English. And I use technology for the most part to communicate with everybody. My phone blows up pretty much 24 hours a day with all of the different time zones happening. Oh, so yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So it's really great to be able to do video chats. I mean, I will do FaceTime with people right there in the marketplace since, you know, we haven't been able to travel as much because of COVID. Sure. So Mm -hmm. You know, we'll just do our meetings face to face on phones or if it's, you know, it's a community where technology is less accessible. We've definitely found partners there. There's a lot of like wonderful charities and different things in those areas where you can find a connection to kind of work as an intermediary for you. Well, I spent some time as I was preparing for this conversation on your website. I've got a cart full of stuff, just so you know. <laughs> uh, but what I noticed and what stood out to me was there's so much color and it's beautiful. And I'm coming to you in a, a black sweater. So do you find <laughs> that when you're helping people with their own style or their own uh, interests, even in home decor, that people are mm -hmm. afraid of color or do you feel like people are more open to it? Oh no, everybody is afraid. Everyone is so afraid <laughs> of color and pattern, but everybody at the same time really loves it. Um, yeah. It's, you know, everybody just really, the thing I hear the most is, oh, I can't pull that off or, um, you know, or, oh, nobody comes in this room, so I don't need to go all out. And I'm like, well, but you do, you know, what you surround yourself with makes you happy and it really has an impact. And we start small, you know, I say, if you want, if they want to try color, we just start small and we build upon that. And, you know, people will find that once they start, they kind of can't stop um, adding yeah. on to it. And then there's also ways to not use color and also have like a really interesting, um, you know, decorative aspect to your home or yourself. You know, I actually, surprisingly to most people, my bathroom is completely black and white, but 
Okay. It's a mix of about a bazillion different patterns. Um, so there are different ways to not use color and also kind of create, you know, a lot of interest or mixed textures. And I would say, you know, most of what I share on my website and on my social media is definitely very colorful. I feel like that's where I'm different. And I think, you know, people can really get ideas from that. But on a day-to-day -day basis, I also work with people that don't like color. And like I said, once we start sneaking it in there, people get hooked and, and they really like it. So, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, you know, I have so many clients who they want to use color, but they don't know how. So then they just don't mm. do it. But, you know, there is certainly value, you know, whatever your budget is, big or small, to get that little bit of help, somebody coaching you to decorate a space. Um, and once you're in that space, I think you really feel the value of what it can do to lift your mood, um, you know, to make you feel like yourself, to make you feel like you're at home. So um, that's the other tip I give people a lot is to, you know, it, it's an investment in yourself to really get the help to create a space for yourself like that if, you know, that's what you want. Well, you've inspired me. Tomorrow I'm coming to work in cardinal and straw head to toe. That is okay, what I love it. No more black. No more black. <laughs> Well, you are a one woman business entrepreneur. So was there anything that you learned in Chi Omega that inspires your work today? Um, oh my gosh, probably so many things. I think I touched on um, leadership for sure. All the, yeah. you know, I held a couple different offices on the executive board and that was really like a business crash course, just running meetings, planning things, time management, um, confidence, most of all, that's the one I use the most. And we talked earlier yeah. about how your sisters really can build you up and, and help you find yourself. And, and that's, that's been one of the biggest things for me. Um, I think, you know, even now the relationships I have with my sisters, they're still some of my best friends, you know, they give me that courage to jump and try something new, start a business right when COVID hits <laughs> and just cross <laughs> your fingers that it works out crazy things like that. Um, so, you know, all of that, I definitely keep with me. Well, how else have uh, your Chi Omega sisters supported you? Do you have Chi Omega customers that are regulars? Um, I do. I absolutely do. I have the best Chi Omega friends and customers. Um, they are my biggest cheerleaders. And even like you said, even if, you know, my aesthetic is definitely not for everyone, it's kind of bold and bright and it's fun to look at, but it's not always something people want in their home, but those sisters are still amazing, you know, for just following you on Instagram, dropping you a comment, just all those little words of encouragement are, are just as valuable, like to me, like just to help you keep going, you know, running a small business is, is hard. There's, there are so many ups and downs. So that aspect to it is, is just as important to me getting that encouragement. Well, we all have it, that self-doubt, right? And right. the voice in your head that, you know, is is so intimidating sometimes. But your sisters, I feel like, always see something in you um, and are never doubting you the way that you do. So it's nice right. to have Kai Megas around you when you try something new. Uh, out of all the incredible places that you have traveled, where is your favorite, would you say? And which one has had the most impact on your business? Okay, well... That is probably the hardest question you're going to ask me today. It's so hard to choose. Um, um, fortunately, I have been able to go so many places, so many more on the list. Um, a top one, I would say uh, Kenya. My parents actually grew up in Kenya. They were born in India, mm. but they spent their entire childhood um, and young adult life in Kenya. Um, 
So that's really home for them. And I got the opportunity to visit there quite a few years ago for the first time, which was wonderful just as far as, you know, feeling that family history, but also such an incredible landscape. I am a huge science and nature nut. I love animals. Going on safari is probably, you know, one of the best experiences of my life. And, you know, interestingly enough, nature is also a huge source of inspiration for a lot of the collections that we do. You know, while I'm traveling, we always are going hiking or trying to see all of the natural elements out there. And there's so many beautiful ways to put together color stories and different things from the landscapes you see out there. So anyway, Kenya, awesome place to go. Um, as far as business, it's, it's a big tie between Morocco and India. I develop most of my product in those areas, um, but they also give me the most inspiration, just the environment alone, the color, the food, the overdose on patterns. I'm really looking forward to going back. Well, that's the only overdose I can get behind. I mean, it <laughs> is just gorgeous, everything on your website. Well, aside from being such a, what I consider to be a smart, savvy businesswoman, you're also super cute. So tell us about your own personal style and, and what does that say about you as a person? Well, thank you for that. First of all, it's very sweet. Um, I, it, it, my style has evolved over time for sure. I definitely dress for myself and no one else. I think I wear my personality more on the outside. I'm not an outgoing person, so it feels good to kind of tell people who I am through my clothing, you know, always colorful, always bold. And honestly, it's always an easy conversation starter for someone like me who has a hard time with that. Um, you know, it's, it's a great way to, to start talking to somebody um, when you're wearing something interesting. And it's also just a celebration of just, you know, being comfortable in my skin right now and being, you know, proud of where I come from and, and being Indian American. Um, I love to kind of throw that into my style. Yeah. Well, it does. It says a lot about you and all good things. How do you think that uh, your life may have been different if you didn't join Kind Mega? Um, well, um, I, I may be repeating myself, so I apologize, but I, you know, I don't know if I would be on this path. Going into college, I was, which I think a lot of people are, pre-med biology major, you know, that was kind of what was expected of me. Um, but like I said, my sisters really championed my creative side and gave me that courage to follow my heart. You know, I ended up graduating as an art major of all things, and that's definitely played a part into getting me to where I am now. So, um, you know, it definitely changed directions. I hopefully I would have ended up here at some point, but this, this version of the path has been, I think the best. <laughs> I know your family is proud of you, but I have to know, what did they think when you switched your major? your degree. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, as a mother now, I can imagine <laughs> how well that must have been. Um, you know, at first, I think it was just a shock. I think it was just a surprise because I guess I really hadn't really explored that part of myself or talked about it, you know, before. And, but over the years as they've seen me kind of really hopefully blossom into that aspect of my life. Like, I think it's just, you know, it's like, how did we miss this? Like, this is just the natural fit. And my mom is also one of my biggest fans and customers. So <laughs> it, it worked out great. Oh, good. I mean, moms, you know, they always understand and you just they happen do. to be good at pre-med and stuff too. So multi-talented. <laughs> What else, Sonal, would you like Kai Mega to know today? Do you have any parting style or decorating tips for us all? 
I do. Uh, let's see. Kyle Mega in general, I just want to say, because it's so important to me, like I, like all of us, super busy person, I probably fill my plate with too many things. But one thing I always make time for is uh, girl time. We definitely yeah. always try to plan like, you know, our sisterhood girls weekend. I have wonderful friends from my pledge class that I still get to see on a regular basis, but just to get away mm -hmm. and still have that time together is really important. And it gets super hard with everyone's busy schedules, but it is so worth it. And if you haven't been doing it all these years, like I have, I would just, it's not too late to start. Like it really just, it just, it's just something I think everybody needs. So I encourage everybody to tap into their friendships from that time um, and try to, you know, make, make time for it. It's important. And then let's and then, see, what yeah. else? Um, let's see, parting style or decorating tips. I think I talked about mm -hmm. it already, but once again, like the things that you surround yourself with can be so powerful in, you know, just building your confidence and lifting your spirit. And I really think design, oftentimes color plays a huge role in that when you, you know, we're, when you're in a chaotic space, I think it definitely rubs off on your mood and your day and different things like that. And when you create a space that feels like you and, you know, feels finished and, and colorful and interesting layered with things, you know, maybe if you haven't been able to travel, but there's still things from all over the world, you might be inspired to travel, you know, just keeps you cognizant of, you know, different parts of the world. And I think, um, what you surround yourself with is really important and just to take the time to create that space for yourself. That's my big design tip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's great advice. I mean, first, it's never too late to reconnect, right? Try mm -hmm. new things. And so no, I know that you describe yourself as not outgoing and, you know, <laughs> not a big conversation starter, but I sure have loved our girl time today and hearing all about your Chi Omega story. Um, I am just thrilled to get to know you. I'm thrilled for Chi Omega to get to know you. And this too is kind of a little mini tribe, I think. So it's only Absolutely. fitting that we had you join us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be able to share this with you guys. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. And stay tuned for more Kyo Conversations coming your way. Also, if you have any podcast ideas or notable guests that you'd like to hear from in our next broadcast, just let us know by emailing us at kyomega at kyomega.com. And as always, keep an eye on Kyomega's social media channels so that you can be sure to join us next time. Thank you.